Hey everybody, I want to welcome you to the podcast. Uh, Today's episode is episode number three, and I'd like to talk to you today about our need for the blood. Thank you for tuning in to the Barry Dotson Discipleship Podcast. We thank you so much for joining us today for the podcast. Our mission here is simply to connect with anyone and everyone, for that matter, who wants to know more about the Bible. And we certainly hope that you consider it a good way to start your work week off. Uh, Last week, we talked about the long reach of God. Uh, We talked about the amazing lengths that God went to for Adam and Eve when they fell into sin. In Genesis 3.15, we saw the first glimpse of God's plan of salvation, And it was a plan not just for Adam and Eve, but it was for all of us, all of mankind. Uh, When God is speaking right here in this 15th verse, uh, he is speaking to the serpent uh, that deceived Eve. But of course, uh, we believe that the the real force behind that serpent uh, was the devil or was Satan. So in reality, he he is speaking most directly to Satan. And he says this, I will put enmity, and that word really means open hostility. He says, I'm going to put that there, between thee and the woman, and between thy seed, and of course that's referred, her seed, uh, uh, um, the seed of the serpent, uh, would be uh, basically anybody that would do uh, his will, uh, the the fallen angels, uh, it could possibly even be people uh, that would uh, uh, be used of the devil. But he says, I'm going to put hostility between your seed and her seed. Uh, Her seed most directly would be who? Christ Jesus. It, the seed of the woman, shall bruise thy head. In other words, one day he's going to come and break your rulership over this world. And thou shalt bruise his heel. That's all that you're going to be allowed to do is simply bruise his heel. And of course, that is a reference to Calvary and our Lord's sacrifice there. If we go to the New Testament, and I'd like for us to go to the Gospel of John, be the first chapter, and be the first verse, we see a reference back to those early days, Adam and Eve. In the beginning was what? The Word. Uh, That is capitalized there. There's a capital W. Uh, And the Greek, if you go back in the original language, it uh, traces back to the word logos. Uh, Logos really means a computation, uh, a plan. Uh, God had a plan. He had a plan of redemption for all of us. Uh, it can also, uh, there can also be a reference made there to uh, the, what's known as the divine expression, and that's capitalized also. Really what we're talking about is who? We're talking about Jesus Christ. And the Word, again, capitalized Uh, we're not just talking about a word. We're talking about somebody. Uh, The Word was with God, that plan was, and the Word was God. Uh, There's really no separating God from His Word. And uh, we can see that uh, even among uh, us as people to a certain extent. Uh, We can uh, look at somebody and uh, if they uh, develop a name uh, in their community or their, or their city as somebody who keeps their word, well, they, they become someone who has a good reputation. But, of course, if on the other hand there's somebody who uh, we, we find them out to be somebody 
who does not keep their word, uh, they don't have such a good reputation. But uh, we, we are tied to our word. Uh, John 1 and 14, if we would skip down to the 14th verse. And the word, again, that is capitalized, was made flesh. God's plan was made flesh and dwelt among us. There was, of course, a time when there was no fleshly man Christ Jesus. But when that time came, he did come as in the form of a fleshly man. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. You see, Adam was created and uh, created by God. And every person since that time, of course, has, has been a product of their parents. But Jesus Christ was different. Uh, he had, of course, Mary uh, uh, that gave him his humanity, but he had the Spirit of God who was in reality his Father. So he was really the only, only person uh, who has ever been begotten or fathered by God, full of grace and truth. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 19 says, For as one man's disobedience, and of course that's referring back to Adam, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one, Christ Jesus, shall many be made righteous. When Adam and Eve fell into sin, mankind's time of innocence ended. Uh, when we study the Bible, we find that there are certain time periods uh, where God would deal uh, in this particular way with uh, mankind. And then uh, as we get closer to Calvary, he would uh, deal in a little different way. But it was all, it was all kind of a buildup uh, bringing us to that point in time. Uh, sometimes people will refer to these as dispensations or ages. So we could call this first time uh, when Adam and Eve lived in the garden, we could call it the age of innocence or the dispensation of innocence. As we studied last week when God dealt with Adam and Eve's sins, he provided for them skins of animals to cover their nakedness. This established the principle in the Bible of a covering and also of a blood covering. Hebrews 9 and 22 says, Without shedding of blood is no remission. Remission means freedom or deliverance. And, of course, from our sins. We need something. We need someone uh, to uh, provide that blood covering to cover our sins because uh, we don't have the ability in and of ourselves uh, to do it on our own. Our freedom from sin came at a very, very high cost. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 18 says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, things that pass away, such as silver and gold, but we were redeemed with what? The precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. We, see, we have flaws, but Christ Jesus had no flaws who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest, or in other words, he was made known in these last times for you, for us. Genesis 4 and verse number 1. Now, remember, of course, that Adam and Eve are now outside of the Garden of Eden. They are uh, having to experience uh, uh, all of these new things uh, that they have to deal with in a fallen world. You know, the curse uh, of sin now they're having to deal with. But uh, that first verse says, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man, or we could say a man child from the Lord. I've gotten a little boy from the Lord. 
and she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. So for their occupations, when they uh, came time for them to choose, Abel uh, evidently leaned toward being a shepherd, and uh, Cain leaned more toward being a farmer. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Somebody uh, evidently had taught these two young men uh, the importance of bringing something to God, bringing an offering. But look at the difference in what they bring. Cain brings uh, something we, we, we assume that he has grown uh, from the ground. And Abel, verse number four, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock. He, he went through his flock and he chose the very best and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. So in other words, he, uh, he uh, um, appreciated uh, Abel's offering and accepted it, but Cain's he did not. Okay, God does not uh, accept just any offering. We don't get to pick. Cain tried to pick what kind of a sacrifice to bring. And when God did not accept his sacrifice, uh, that fifth verse says he was very wroth and his countenance fell. And, of course, we, we know how that works. You know, when somebody is upset a lot of times, it, it is all over their face. So uh, uh, it was obvious that Cain, uh, he was not pleased at all. Uh, but, but here we, we have another example. Just, just, just as God went after Adam and Eve when they fell, uh, and, and he tries to bring them back toward him, uh, he goes once again uh, to Cain. We see, we, uh, again, we see his mercy here. And uh, he tries to reason with Cain. And, and in the sixth verse, I'm, I'm turning to the uh, amplified uh, version of the Bible. And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you so angry? And why do you look annoyed? If you do well, in other words, believing me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? Cain, I'm trying to reason with you. If you would just do this in the way that I have prescribed for you to do it, I would accept you. And this question pretty much sums up what God expected of the people who lived during this period of time. They were to love God and they were to obey the voice of their conscience as it reinforced what God told them to do. We could call this dispensation uh, the, the dispensation of conscience or the era of conscience. And it goes from the fall of man in the Garden of Eden to the time of the flood, the flood of Noah. And he goes, uh, he goes on in that seventh verse, the Lord does, and says, If you do not do well, but ignore my instruction, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you to overpower you, but you must master it. And of course, that's the, the challenge from the beginning uh, on down to our day. Uh, are we going to be the master of sin or is sin going to be the master of us? And the thing of it is this, we cannot be the master of sin under our own power. We need help uh, from God. Uh, verse number eight, going back to the King James Version. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Uh, he became so agitated that uh, apparently he took all of this out uh, on his brother Abel. And the Lord again comes to Cain, even after this horrible thing that he's done. He says unto him, Where is Abel thy brother? 
And he said, well, he, he's, he's already a murderer, so, so now he's a liar too. He said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Well, yes, you are, you're responsible for your brother. Uh, verse 10, and he said, uh, God said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Uh, Abel's blood had, had, had a voice of sorts that God could pick up on. And he said, that blood that, that, uh, uh, that you have shed wrongfully, uh, it, it is speaking to me and it is crying out to me. Uh, so here we have the, the very, very tragic situation. We have one brother, Abel, uh, who is dead, and Cain, who is his murderer, and Cain now becomes uh, a, a vagabond or a wanderer uh, on the earth. So this, this, this uh, uh, story closes in a very, very tragic manner. And my reminder uh, to all of us today is simply this. We need the blood, the precious blood of the Lamb of God, Christ Jesus. God bless you. I uh, hope that we uh, uh, see you again next week. Uh, in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Barry Dotson Discipleship Podcast. If you want to connect more with Barry, you can follow on social media at Pastor underscore Dotson. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We hope that you have a blessed day.